0: brings you the Tag Team Champions of the World, Stone Cold Andy Harrow, the Statsman Craig Anderson. It's a Glasgow podcast! Hey! hey. I'm your host Graham Phillips, and as you presumably know, uh, we've had some scheduling conflicts this week, so we're running simultaneous podcasts and as you know, Glasgow is the Coca-Cola to Edinburgh's Pepsi, the WWF to the WCW, <laughs> the VHS to their Betamax and the Blu-ray to their HD DVD. <laughs> it's Thursday and we're in Glasgow, so we'll be a bit of a power pod. Hello Andy! Hiya, how you doing? Hello Craig Anderson! Hello! Uh, So yeah, that was um, uh, an elaborate intro, which I spent far too long (laughs) on today, but we'll carry on just as normal, like it's a totally normal thing to do. Um, I believe the guys in Edinburgh are going to be, this was really weird preparing for this, as we had to try and make sure that they were doing something different from what we were. Uh, Ours will be good, so that'll be fine. Um, (laughs) uh, They are, if you're looking for some actual um, football reviews, they're going to be doing the playoffs, Uh, we're not, so carry on.
2: I'd I'd recommend listening to both.
0: Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so before we before we do, uh, we've got a bit of a feature later on, um, but we'll start off with a bit of hotties or naughties. Um, I'm going to dive straight in and explain a little bit. So I've got playoffs mm-hmm. as a hottie uh, because they're bubbling. Uh, I'm really excited about the playoffs being back. Um, as I said, if you want some proper analysis of the first legs of those games, you can get them on the Edinburgh podcast. But well, first, actually pause now unsubscribe resubscribe and then listen to that and then come back to listen (laughs) to us Um, but yeah there's a lot going on there Queen of the South immediately looked like they are in Big Bother which is um, kind of funny but it's just I found them really surprising more than anything else Um, you kind of assumed that with Under Johnson they might be able to just Get something back into you. You've not had to watch a team managed by Alan Johnson for two years. That's also very true, but I just kind of presume there'll be some sort of reaction there, and it's been absolutely none whatsoever. We've got uh, Berwick are going to be up against Cove, which is going to be hopefully box office once again.
1: I I mean, that'll be ha ha surely, won't it? I mean, this is the one time that you think it's a nailed uncertainty that the. the League 2 team is going to go down
2: I think it's needed as well I just think there needs to be The the non-league team Has to start winning these playoffs yeah. In order to kind of encourage a bit more movement It's going to work out long term better For everyone including the current League 2 clubs yeah. If there's loads of shifting up and down Because the problem is just now If Beric go down There's such limited chances to come back up Because mm. there's only half a playoff yeah, Half I a mean, promotion I mean, spot, yeah, basically. I mean, Berwick are never
1: coming back. I would like. It wouldn't if like, yeah. Berwick decided to relocate to the English leagues at some point. Because yeah. I, I mean, I think they'd be done. It's a bit. It's a bit like Livingston though. In, last season, they kind of needed to win that promotion for folk to still have some faith in the, the, the promotion promotion yeah. Uh, yeah. race. Whereas, and it, it's kind of the same. The fact that that kind B team managed to survive uh, against Isco Pride kind of suggested that it was a bit harsh for some reason. And
0: then you did Ruth Rovers, which obviously you yeah. actually got to see Ruth Rovers yeah, in that game of football. And
1: finally, yeah. That was, that was my first game at Starts Park all season. So it was only the second game I've actually seen. It's really nice actually just going back. See, when you haven't been for ages, it's just really nice. For a while anyway, and then it's just like back to normal. But it was so cold. It was like uh, unbelievable. I don't remember a playoff game, and we have been in a number of them, that was as, as cold as that. It was like a proper kind of February... <laughs> uh, I enjoyed the fact <laughs> it's
2: only the second ever time Wraith Rovers have won a
1: playoff yeah, match. Match, yeah. And the it, the it, other one was, was against Hibs. Unbelievable. Yeah, <laughs> we, we, were, we were trying to f- remember them all. We've had, and they've not even been against... Apart from against Hibs, they've not even been against, on paper, big teams. You know, we, On paper, we probably should have beaten all the other so We've had Sterling and Airdre, uh, and Reichen, yeah. Alwa. And they've, they've <laughs> all been hopeless. The... The guys I'll, I'll probably talk in a wee bit more detail about it on uh on the other pod which all happened tonight. But the uh I thought Fourfell actually were were pretty good. They were they were pretty uh looked pretty decent the first half. Rovers were pretty terrible, but we had about five centre halves playing and two holding <laughs> midfielders. So
0: uh it's From that perspective, yeah, as you say, yeah, Rovers haven't won a playoff game no, in no. forever, so they've got at least Get through the first leg. It's still yes. in contention, anyway, and it's, yeah. from, from looking at the highlights. It almost looked as if John Belt's strike almost kind of livened up Rovers. Be yeah, like, yeah, yeah. right, we need to be careful. Well, here. It, yeah, it did a wee bit. It, it
1: was weird because I, I thought <sighs> Rovers the, because of the way they played. The there was such a big gap between Nesbit and Buchanan in the first half, and it was not quite as, bad as well going in the second half. But it was a massive gap because because with so many defensive midfielders playing. Uh, that there wasn't really anyone supporting them, so as soon as the ball came kind of up to Nesby, he would or Buchanan, they would hold it up, and the only person available was like the other one of them, and they would always mark by like one or two people, yeah. so they would never really get going. But it was a like a draw would have been a kind of fair result, but it equally wasn't a totally unfair result. There was one for for missed a couple of chances right at the end, but otherwise didn't do much second half. So i it, it's in the air. It, uh, we will we'll lose, obviously. Uh, I mean, that's it's
0: inevitable that we'll, we'll lose again. But yeah, just the, the whole there's, there's a whole lot of just really interesting stories in the playoffs. Yeah. So yeah, for me, playoffs, particularly, I'm I'm, bang, I'm I'm all in on Montrose going up as well. So we can have yeah. just Dundee, Dundee United, Montrose and Albros all in the <laughs> championship next year. Um, if if we can chuck Raith Rovers somehow in there as well, so that so that Sean can continue his reviews of Dundee and <laughs> Angus, that would be brilliant. But no, I've got so yeah, uh, playoffs are, are one of my hotties. I'll go back to the weekend
2: and uh, put Dundee Football Club as a naughty. I feel like it's, mm-hmm. I feel like we have to discuss the fact that Dundee Football Club were relegated at Dems, um on on Saturday. Um, they went down in the exact style they've played the entire season, yeah. doing fuck all. Yeah, an, um, an absolute
0: an absolute whimper and giving away a, a, a penalty and conceding to a guy who. But he signed, I was terrified that Andrew had signed for Aki's because yeah, he's got this hex and hoodoo over Motherwell. Hexed and United. Also <laughs> true. Um, but he just he, he hadn't really done an awful lot. But for him to score the penalty seemed kind of inevitable mm-hmm. in that sense. Yeah. But they're so, they're so meek through Dundee, aren't they? And they, ha- and they
1: have been all season. And they, and it hasn't changed. Even though they got down to this point in the season, they've just never been able to pick themselves up. Uh, yeah. Th- that was one of my hobbies, actually, just linking on to that, though, was the fact that they actually have a relegation. Clash on telly on Monday night. Yeah, yeah. St Mirren against Hamilton. They, they they gambled and basically only shown the last two weeks of the season on telly. But they, they might have got lucky because I think they've got St Mirren and then St Mirren didn't yeah, which may or may not matter. No matter.
2: It's, uh, it, it's kind of always been the the relegation will not be televised. It's been, it's been <laughs> kind, of the, it's kind of been the policy in the last yeah. few years that like you've hardly ever had the games yeah, on. You usually get like the kind of last game
0: yeah. of the season, which is yeah. already a dead rubber. But but even at that sometimes it hasn't yeah. been as well. Just. A very quick hottie on that as well, which is coffins. Um, as coffins are back, uh, a collection of Dundee United fans had made up a, a, a dark blue coffin uh, with Jim McIntyre's face on it, presumably celebrating that um, the fact that a, a United man has relegated uh, Dundee at Dens. And all I just really enjoyed that it just all it did was highlight that Dundee and Craig Whiting have been living rent free in Dundee United mm. fans' heads for the past <laughs> several years yeah. since Craig Whiting relegated them at Dens. Um, A hottie for me is Andy Robertson um,
2: Second consecutive Champions League final But more importantly than that (laughs) Bending it right up Both Messi and Suarez (laughs) on the same night Is about as good as you can get it So obviously getting involved in in a confrontation with Messi And people were saying like don't anger the beast But it was actually what Liverpool needed They needed just the game to be kind of kicked into life And he not not just him There was a few of them were doing it were, Were rustling Barcelona and, and it worked obviously, and then at full time, um, his his response when he got asked about Suarez having having a wee, yeah. it wasn't even a kick out him, a wee tangle yeah. with him. He was like, "Well, who's going to the final?" And I thought, "Well, that's yeah. that's kind of yeah. the appropriate response." If
0: if you want a, if you want a really a, an insight into really really sort of joyless football, if you head to the Reddit football threads, it's just a whole collection of people saying that Andy Robertson VAR should have sent him off and he like, assaulted messy just a whole lot of people that take absolutely zero joy out of their football. Mm. So, yeah, also... Is, is Reddit, because I've never used Reddit, Reddit not the same place where you get all the people who like hate women and ethnic minorities and stuff. Reddit kind oh, we of covers just that Reddit kind of um. covers all bases and there are bits of Reddit that are <laughs> like that as well but what I would say is the Reddit Scottish football community is the nicest one on the internet is it? yeah nice. over oh, miles everyone on there is really nice yeah, I
1: don't even know how, I, I feel so like I just have my birthday the other day but I feel so that I never actually got into Reddit I don't I don't know how to get on it. I, f- I, I mean, it feels like it's something I should have on, but now. Difficult, yeah. difficult. I was, yeah, I
2: was in a Graham it. recently, like, uh, my wife had to show me how to do an Instagram story. So that was me, <laughs> making me feel old. So uh, you, you do realise you become that kind of yeah, adult that yeah, you're like. Yeah. One, like you're you're dad. Dad. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So, um, um, just uh, another Scotsman in England that I wanted to just point out. I, we can't not mention Kenny McLean. He's, he's dead but I've gone down a lot of. Yeah, uh, if you haven't seen the, I don't know who put it up. Was it Norwich that put up the video clip? That was the I- oh, ITV. Oh, was it I ITV? think Yeah. Uh... So yeah, um, it's, if you haven't seen it, it's um, the Norwich kind of title celebrations are up at what must be the city chambers or whatever in front of the, the crowd below them, and uh, he comes out and it's not a, not a pie to have. What what kind of so oh, it? it's A mayor's A <laughs> right I was thinking it. I don't know why I had it, it. It does look like a bit a, like a pie. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it yeah, does look yeah, a bit um, like a pilot. But The mayor's hat and ringing the kind of mayoral bell, yeah. I guess.
0: Uh, uh, while holding, well, I think they called it orange juice and. Yeah, yeah. I have tweet. that. As, I, have, I have the English media as a naughty because this yeah. <laughs> is mad doggy gibbs. Um, yeah, it's, it truly was a wonderful club.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, like, like We had Cardiff getting promoted and it was uh, Craig Bryson mm-hmm. and Callum Patterson with the, the blue yep. dog. And then um, Kenny McLean's got the orange one and it's a nice colour coordination. What I'm,
0: what I'm looking for is, is Liam Lindsay with uh, Strawberry Kiwi. Yeah. Or John McGinn with one that's red grape and one that's blue raspberry. Nice. So you've got the, the Astabella kit in there.
1: It's weird they don't see it uh, with people here celebrating though. It, like, it, I, I do... Uh, Oh, well,
0: unless
2: you can tell me otherwise, no, I've never actually seen anyone here celebrate No, with. no but the, the thing is, I don't understand is that I don't think, although our football is, is generally has more kind of passion, mm. I think, than most of, or, or maybe that's not true for the lower Leagues in England, celebrations never seem to be quite as big. No. Yeah. Like, like, you don't get open-top buses for getting promoted that's in Scotland. True. You could, you could, but but it, it doesn't tend to happen, and so you, you kind of miss out on these mm. situations. But for Naughty it was quite fortunate that um, all the people could crowd in to see that because of the uh, city centre yeah. being pedestrianised. So that was, um, <laughs> that was a, a big a big plus as well. Um, tried shoe on that in yeah. as, as, as clumsily as possible. All,
0: all the time in the world for that. Um, I've got a I've got a naughty, which is. Um, Siri, show me the debate I care least about, which is Guard of Honours. Oh yeah, Guards of Honor. Yeah. I, I truly don't care. I, yeah, I just like I the part of
2: it, though, of like being able to dig out James Tavernier having a go mm. at him for not. That that's all I care about. Yeah. yeah, I would I would dispense with the entire idea. To be quite honest, what's the fucking point? Mm. Um, it's it's a kind of sign of neediness and all that on the behalf of the the team. If if you want to congratulate people, all right, but yeah. it's a, it's a wee.
1: It, it's like it. It kind of feels like the thing you might do on a really special occasion. So like, maybe if they've gone like I don't know, unbeaten all season and they've n- you know they've never even drawn a game or so. something. They've somehow yeah. won every game or no, like one. the Yeah, like yeah. I, like if actually won the Champions League maybe and then the next week in Holland they did a guard of I could sort of get that. That would be okay, but it kind of feels like if it's just a
0: run of the mill. Title and then Isabella. Yeah. Like I know Motherwell did it when Kelly won the League Cup. It was, uh, it was a good day. And, yeah, and I know I know Mother, I know a lot of Kelly fans took it off lot from it because yeah. there was no drama about yeah, it. It yeah, wasn't yeah. like, yeah. well, Motherwell give Comanica a goal. Motherwell just did it because it's a nice yeah. thing to do. Ultimately, though, had it not happened, nobody would have cared. And no. again, in this case, I just truly do not care. Just please leave me alone. And stop this! I mean, just go away.
2: I, I like the fact that you might have made people's phones go mental when they were listening to that, and you're you're talking about Siri And um, it was not an accident. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do we have any more um, from from the weekend? Uh, Stuart Finlay is my hottie. Um, that that was. Uh, I I we've won a lot of games this season, but I think in terms of the, right, don't you know, <laughs> in terms of the kind of celebration, that was probably the biggest of the season. You know, even even beating Rangers, beating Celtic, and all that, like, and, and Celtic being the last minute, just the fact that this this one meant so much in terms of the league table, guaranteed at least fourth, good chance of Europe, all that stuff, and it was uh, it was completely the the excitement was completely at odds with what was an absolutely hopeless game. <laughs> one, one of the one of the advantages of uh, not having Monday's podcast is you didn't have to hear mm-hmm. about that one because it was it was grim.
0: I really enjoyed the celebration where. I saw this. Still, I actually, saw the still image before I should, saw the video of his celebration, and I couldn't understand why he was jumping backwards. Because it looks in the video like he's jumping backwards, yeah. and that's not how gravity works, mm. as far as I know. Um, but yeah, I, it was. It looked was. Uh, it looked like everyone was having a very, um, a very nice. It was time. also
2: Yusuf Malumbu uh, going to the crowd? first even the Henry scored which was good, <laughs> he got he was the one that you know someone always gets booked and yeah, usually yeah. whoever scored it was Malumbu because he was the first one jumping straight in uh, right in there no hesitation um, um,
0: uh, Malumbu as it turns out might quite like the Kelly
2: yes uh, we'll, we'll get him back on loan for the second half of next season as well because he can, <laughs> can only play the second half of the season as far as
0: along those sort of lines I have uh, Stuart Bannigan as a hottie um, um, because his clip it's on, it's on my Twitter timeline um, the clip of him running into the Thistle fans uh, after netting the penalty uh, down at Dumfries is what easily one of my favourite moments of the mm. season of the Thistle fans who have had a shite day, first and foremost today, and a shite season which has just been miserable from start to finish. Um, to see Barnigan, a guy who has gone through so much, um, is, what is he, only 26, mm. which is mental because he feels like he's been around forever, Mm. Um, but to only be 26 and finally get himself to a point where he is fit and play week in, week out, and for him to net the penalty and then charge into the fans and for everyone to understand quite how much it means to everyone in that that pile of people that are screaming at one another and to get it all on video with the video basically on his nose... (laughs) Um is absolutely wonderful. I like, truly I th- really, really enjoyed it. It's one of my fa- it's easily one of my favourite moments of the yeah. season. I thought it was absolutely terrific. It was good to see the positivity this
1: lasted a whole four days as well. Uh until <laughs> today's news about Dolan. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they're maybe annoyed for, for that. They unceremoniously dumping Dolan today, it seemed like like there wasn't didn't seem like a lot of love in that, uh, no. that decision today.
2: Yeah. There seems to have been something kinda stirring on with mm. with the kind of old guard there in general, the they Dylan and Erskine in particular, but some of the other guys that were hanging about and be interesting to see what happens. It'd be interesting. Cause Dylan's not had a good season, yeah. it'll be interesting to see. I mean, right. the, you can get the proper lower league analysis on the yeah, on the yeah, Edinburgh yeah. show, but it'll be interesting to see what what level he ends up at. Yeah,
1: I think he said they're still going to win it. Testimonial though, which is, saying, which is weird. Yeah, yeah. You kind of think if you're going to honour the testimonial, kind of just have him rem- along? I remember like the, the Gu-
2: Gus McPherson's testimonial. For, I'm sure it was Gus McPherson's testimonial for Kelly was after he'd left us and was playing for Saint Mirren, mm. um, and he came back and stuff. Star- he kicked off the game, but then he couldn't play because um, he, wasn't, he was St. a Saint Mirren board. player. Yeah. Um So it was all about very, um, very odd. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, Anymore? No, uh, yeah, that's yeah, it for me. Uh, the, only other, the only other quick note oh, yeah. I had was Cowdenbeath Football Club. Uh, mainly just because nothing's happening. Mm. Like The last two seasons, they survived against East Kilbride in a penalty shootout. They survived against Cove in one of the most fun games of football I've ever been to. And then this year they finished sixth and that's it. Mm. Mm. We cannot yeah. underestimate the joy of doing absolutely
2: nothing though when you finish well. bottom of the league for four consecutive yeah, seasons yeah. So it might uh, it after
0: just, a number of relegations yeah. prior to that it just feels like there's just no drama in it and no. all, all I was really looking for was just a little bit more <laughs> drama from it so yeah I I, tot- I totally understand the joy from it but having all of that in the past and then ending up with nothing and just finishing sixth mm. it just feels a little bit tame so as I said um, as we reach the end of the season um, and we have the inevitable creaking open of the transfer window and we're all awaiting Nady's Toe Poker's lists of released and retained players to find out who we could or couldn't take a punt on and clarify who or who would not do a job. And who would get a work permit. And who would get a work permit. Mm. (laughs) Um, The flip side of this, of course, uh, is the actual transfer business Um, and what we've done uh, for a a section that we're going to call Stick or Twist. Um, We've picked a valuable asset from each Scottish Premiership team and we'll decide whether or not we'd like to stick or twist on them. We'll be doing two, mi- two minutes on each player with a, a vaguely strict time limit enforced. So we'll do, we'll do it as, as the, the lead table is ordered. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know whether that's good or bad, to be honest, because that means we end up with Dundee, but there we go. <laughs> <laughs> so we will start off with two minutes on Edward, and we'll all decide whether you stick or twist, and then explain why. So Edward, stick or twist? Stick I would, I
2: would twist. I would get rid of him. Um, good player. He's not a nine million pound player for Celtic, and they'll get nine million for him and just try again.
0: I would argue. I would, I would, I would keep him at the moment And the basis that he's nine million pounds. You look at what has had, what they've had before. Uh, Mr Dembele, as good a player as Mr Dembele was for Celtic, he was also very streaky. Uh, he turned up in big games, turned up in when it mattered, particularly, looked brilliant in Europe, and that's that's why they got such a big transfer fee for him. They did not get a big transfer fee for him sticking one pass St Johnston, they got a transfer fee for him sticking a pile past Rangers and turning up in Europe and being good in Rangers. Uh, Edward at the moment is averaging a goal or an assist, just under a goal or an assist every 90 minutes. Which is the same as Manolas, and only better by default. He's got three years left in his deal, so it's not a case of if we don't punt him in the very near future, then we're going to lose, start losing yeah. value on it. Another season for me is perfect for him. I don't think they would make the
1: money back just now necessarily, because I don't think he's shown quite enough to for anyone to to necessarily pay exactly the same amount or or more back. But I think to Graham's point there is the potential for improvement. I think you've got to remember this is his first full season as being the the leader mean, of the, the And, and he's, sticker, not, so. he's not
2: had the back up because no, of what's had. happened elsewhere. But I just I just think he can be a bit of a, a ghost to be honest. He just he doesn't he doesn't show up enough. Like yeah. okay, he, he gets he has moments but he's not he's not an all action player and But,
1: but then he's twenty one so no, 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 so, it, so that happens with young players but, but I think yeah, yeah, he, if he I com- think you sometimes forget that though because he costs nine million pounds if it's Turnbull, for instance, we will get on to you kind of accept it more, whereas Celtic, yeah, you kind of think, well, he's got to turn up all, all the time. Grand, and that gives us two
0: minutes on Mr. Temp, on, on Sir Edward, so two to one, we're going to stick. Because we'll be contesting, we'll find it. <laughs> <laughs> Right, okay, so we move on to Rangers, um, and we will have two minutes on Alfredo Morelos. El Buffalo. El Buffalo. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I find this
2: hard. I think they should keep him if if possible because I think he's the red cards will have impacted his value this year and I think they can it'll still, it'll still, they would get a lot for him but I think they could try and get a better year out of him next year.
1: Uh, I've said twist but on the on the fence sort of I think I think you could get a decent amount and there, there's other areas that Rangers need to strengthen and I think you could put that money towards it and Defoe showed Enough in the last few months to kind of suggest he could do as a stopgap potentially. The one thing I would say is that Celtic have shown in the past how easy it is to get
0: your striker wrong, so that would be the that would be the one thing. That's that that's that's, to that's essentially where I am. He's, he's stick for me. He is vital to Rangers um, for so much of the season. And like I say, the four over the past few months has been good. Uh, over the past few weeks, even has been good. Has scored goals, but. Not anything like to the degree that, that, that Morales has. As I said, he's the same as Edouard. He's averaging just under a goal or an assist every 90 minutes. Um, Morella's over the course of the season, has had 108 shots. Dundee had 319. <laughs> he is just... Everything about his centre-forward mm-hmm. play is everything that Rangers need him to be. He's had more involvement in scoring attacks than any other player. So if you take him out of there, I think I, while well, you get the value, you get the money for him to sell him, and I, I, I think you would get a good fee for him. As soon as you do that, everyone knows that you've got money. Yeah. So every player that you go and try and buy after that, then ramps can, up in price. Yeah, I, I would think you, you've got to be
1: smart with it. If you're, if you know you're planning to sell them, that you'd have hope they've, they've done work in the last few months to yeah. identify somebody that's not going to cost them a fortune, that you can maybe deal with default to start with and bring this guy in, and that he'll kind of make that money
0: for you. But but yeah, I, they're they're going to have trouble otherwise. Things. I
2: not think they can win the league without
0: them next season. Yeah. I think it's, uh, you've got to find a way to play, even if you find a way to play him and Defoe and find a way in which that system works. I think the idea that Jermaine Defoe couldn't play alongside him or Morelos couldn't play alongside Defoe is nonsense because they're mm. both good players. So just figure it out. That's a huge step forward on that. Right. OK, we'll move on to third place, which is who, Craig?
2: Uh, oh come on! <laughs> Sorry, I was, I was I somehow thinking I was thinking I would demo foot there, and I'm saying no, no, it is. I, I it's 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 a, 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 yeah. no, a, a wolf from self aiming brophy. Yep. Um, I would twist this summer. Um, I really like Eamon brophy. Um, he's a pest. Um, he's Dangerous striker However he, he infuriates me On a weekly basis Because <laughs> all he fucking does Is shoot all the time From every angle And most of them Don't go in Obviously Because if you shoot from Out wide And 40 yards from goal You're not going <laughs> to score him And get it into your head pal um, Apart from that I really like him um, and, and he, But I, there's been Interest from England And quite high up In England um, Brighton we talked about Before and stuff like that If there's that kind of Interest I would be looking to take the money and spread it around the squad. We would need to replace him because, d- despite all that, he's been the best striker um, this season. Um, but I just think that there's, he's an annoying player to mm. to have in your team because he, he 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 you know how good he could be and he, and he doesn't do it. Mm. And he, again, he's still young like some of the others. But
0: I'm I'm inclined to agree with you on, on twist. I I love him and both of bits, and again, I think it's we're in a weird paradox where we we talked loads about Eamon Brophy when he wasn't playing football and now that he is it feels like we mentioned him an awful lot less Um, he certainly didn't look as if he was a million miles away from a a Scotland call up earlier in the season Um, partially because we had no bodies but again because he was a a very genuine option there as a a Scotland centre forward to put in the graft and get everyone else around him Um, I think at this point given that he's contracted till next summer you don't I think as you say with the, uh, if there is interest in him I think it may be the right thing to do and I would be the only concern I would have is that Kilmarnock always feel like a greater the the, the yeah. individuals are a great, yeah. Yeah. yeah the yeah. individuals are better as a team the Greg Stewart paradox mm-hmm. yeah so as soon as you take somebody out of that does it then harm the rest of the team or do you kind of replace somebody replace with someone similar yeah I, I, I've said stick on the basis that I think there's still
1: issues with his game and that he hasn't scored in the last 10 games so but he, but he has shown improvement, especially under Clark. and I think give him another season, and actually, it's, he, he, these teams come to that point where they're like, well, are we going to stick and lose them for nothing, or do we want to get the league position? And I think he would be a big help for that league position next season. So, unless you're
0: going to get an amazing offer, I would stick with him. Okay, roke. Okay. Uh, from there, we will move further north. Well, I suppose everyone's further north in Camargo, <laughs> but there we go. Um, we'll, we'll go to Aberdeen and Scott McKenna. Yeah, it's, so
1: I've said stick with him as well. Um my reason for that is they might be able to get like a decent fee for him this summer, but he's twenty two, they're gonna lose Shinny, who obviously doesn't play defence anymore, but he's a big player in that team, obviously the captain as well. They're missing Lowe's gonna go. There'll probably be a few other guys, Stewart's leaving, them, that makes a big difference. But they're losing quite a number of core players. You you need somebody there who can help lead that team on, and McKenna has the potential to do that. The age that he is, the experience he now has, he can step into that role and be that person. I know they get Ferguson, but he's younger. They need somebody there for at least another season to kind of guide them through. I kind of slightly, it might there might be a bit of turbulence this season or the, over the summer, and I kind of think that you need that consistency and being there. And also the fact that he's not really had a chance to partner Devlin yet, and that might.
0: Yeah, work well overall. Be a different fit for almost exactly those reasons. I've got a twist right uh, on the. I re, I really worry every time I see Scotland centre, like young Scottish centre mm-hmm. halves. I get worried that they stick around in Scotland too long mm-hmm. and play against the same players and get into bad habits. Essentially, um, I, what I would like to call it is the Xander Diamond paradox <laughs> of a guy who right. always looked like a good player. He's Chuck Gary Kenneth in there as well. Of guys who John Sutter John Suter, guys who get to that sort of level. And then never really push on mm-hmm. from that because they're never, I, I get, either they're not good enough or they're not tested yeah. to a higher level or a, or a higher standard. So they don't grow at the point where they absolutely need to. So later in their careers. And again, you see it in a lot of players like Kirk Broadfoot, who's now a better centre half than ever was because he's been away, has now learned how to play that position awful lot better. But had he done it five years ago, he'd have an awful lot more mm-hmm. use in an international context. And Scott McKenna, for me, I would like him to do that, is go and take that step now so he can spend a bit of time learning something different in a different environment. And whether he is uh, the top quality centre-half that everyone wants him to be or whether he's not, doesn't particularly mind. I don't mind mm-hmm. one way or another, but I'd like to I'd like to be sure one way or another. Mm-hmm. So I think another season at Aberdeen when they're losing so many players, I think i will be a bad situation. I, I'll
2: be quick on him and just say that. I think the value they can get for him peaked now, yeah. and I'd be worried that they... Could, could go down from the 7 million to like 2 and that could fund like half the stadium in the middle and we're
1: yeah. selling them like now with their bus routes uh, <laughs> to <laughs> uh, the only thing is centre half's age at a slightly different level so yeah. a 22 year old centre half, slightly different from a 22 year old winger I, I would guess but that's but aye that's a fair point
0: yep yeah. ok so we will go to Edinburgh now for the first of our two Edinburgh sides and we'll hit hearts with uh, John's or sorry we'll go to Hibs with Florian Camberi. Uh, twist uh, I would, uh, He's scored once since the end of February
1: There was issues Questions about his character With Lennon obviously we know about the Lennon part of it, But that doesn't discount the fact that He may have had some impact in that um, Heckenbottom doesn't seem To really like him that much anyway He's kind of punted him out to the wing Because McNulty's been his primary striker It allows you to bring something that he actually wants I don't really think there's enough evidence To keep him
2: I would say the same, I really like him as a player, <clears throat> sorry, really like him as a player, and I think he's he's done a job under Heckingbottom, but heck bottom, if it seems like a, Bottom seems like a very, very, not petty's not the right word, but everything he does has more deeper meaning than just what he does, and I think the fact that he is sticking Canberra out wide left is kind of a saying, mm-hmm. by the way you want to fuck off pal, so that when he goes to try and sell him in the summer he's more likely to think I'm not going to play another season on the left wing yeah. I think cause I think Kambedi's a better striker than McNulty um, and the fact that he's put the faith in the lone mm-hmm. guy suggests that they maybe want to just um, cut the losses or, or not cut losses they want to sell him yeah. as much as they bought him for but yeah I, I would think it would work best for both parties at this stage
0: I'm I'm, I'm in agreement with that as well i, I twist if, for much the same reasons but again to me McNulty looks more like a, a centre forward that will thrive in Scotland than Canberry's likely to. Um, McNulty, without being unkind to him, just looks a bit like a bam <laughs> and seems to get involved in wee bits mm. and pieces. I, I just, I think as a as an sort of aggressive centre forward, I really like Canberry. I think he's a smashing player, um, but I I don't think it's quite right for him at Hibs at the moment. Um, weirdly, that it was quite right for him at Hibs at the end of last season with Neil Lennon. But it's just not right for him at this moment in time. He's not—he's not a winger. He's doing everything that's been asked of him out there. But I don't think it's—I don't think it's right for him. So I, I twist on that as well. Um. So we'll head to the other side of Edinburgh and go with John Suter at Hearts. Um. I think they should keep him. I think he should stick because I
2: think he needs another. He, he needs—we've talked about this before. He needs to grow into becoming a leader a bit more. There's been some suggestion of him doing it a bit more than in the past, but. He needs to kind of get out of Berra. He needs to. Berra's going to play less games and he needs to take the chance to be the senior centre half a bit more and, and lead the team through the game. I think I think he's one that could go down to somewhere like England and just get swallowed up because he's he's still not developed that kind of. He's tougher than he was and all that, but I think he still needs more time in Scotland. Uh,
1: yeah, I, I've said twist if the, the money's right on it. I think from Hart's point of view, that they would leave them a bit short. Defenders Halkett's obviously coming in, but the rest of them aren't, aren't particularly impressive. So that's a risk there, but I think from from his point of view, you know, people like Liam Lindsay are, are arguably less experienced and less of a leader at the time and they've, they've grown into it. So I don't I do think it's impossible that throwing him into that situation might actually help him, but I think for Hearts, it depends on how much money
0: he can get. I think it's all about the value and what they can then do with that money afterwards? I've got twist if it's the Rangers. Um, <laughs> Anyone else, I'd, fine. Uh, any, anywhere else, unless it's good money. If mm-hmm. Rangers are willing to chuck money at Hearts, similar to chucking money at Hearts for Kel Lafferty, I think Hearts do an awful lot better out of that deal. <laughs> Have you ever seen a less Rangers they sent their half than John Sutter? No, not really. But I, that's what I say. If, if Rangers offer the money... You get the money for him and you'll probably get him back within about 18 months mm. for less than half that money back. So you don't really lose anything out of it. Um, I'm kind you. Of, he's still yet to be the player that everyone wants him to be, uh, Joel. Um, and he's just not there yet. So I, I'm, I'm with you. I, I would stick if he's there because he's a steady boy. He's, he's somebody within that horse defence who's been there long enough. Well, you
1: think of him and Halkett could, could potentially... It'd be interesting to see how they play together next season rather
0: than with not like saying, better Embarer more. right so we will head into the bottom six now and we will go to St Johnston with Jason Kerr I think they
2: need to stick because I don't think his profile is high enough to get the fee that he probably warrants so there doesn't seem to be a lot in it for St Johnston to sell him and Now they need him to have a good year next year potentially with a different Scotland manager he might get a um, a sniff yep. of the squad um, you know, for a friendly, five minutes off the bench or something like that. But he um, it, 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 might see him actually raise his profile a bit more because at the moment, I think people who watch a lot of Scottish football think Jason Kerr's a good player. But I think a lot of people, there, there's not, he's not getting the big clamour that no. several other players have, have been having in mm-hmm. the last period.
0: Yeah, it, it for again without wanting to be dismissive of St Johnston at all, but it takes somebody once you go outside the city teams you're looking at somebody like Craig Halkett who's had a, a phenomenal season and he's rightfully gained the recognition that he's that he's had but that's taken what has at times almost seemed like a superhuman effort from him to be that guy um, and while I think Jason Kerr's a very very fine player he would need to have a season along those lines which is again that would take St Johnston to have a phenomenal season as well so that people start looking at them and saying why what's the reason that they are brilliant and it's Jason Kerr at the back. He's the rock there. He's the, he's the big part of that. Um, flip side of that is if McKenna is to leave Aberdeen, Kerr seems the, the, the sort of the obvious replacement for that. And in, in that sense, take all of Aberdeen's money because you know exactly how much they've got. So again, I've got a very specific twist on that one. And it's if Aberdeen are willing to offer you a whole pile of money, Scott McKenna money, then take it. Otherwise, stick. Uh, yeah, I, th- I mean, I think he should stay
1: as well. I think there's a the potential for. Partnering long term with Liam Gordon, I think Tommy Wright's already talked about that as being a thing that he's trying to do now, and that would be interesting to see. And and the other thing is he's only had one full season at the Premiership level, and I think to, ties into your point, Craig, to get that value and for teams to really recognise him. Having I know Halkett's only had sort of one season, but because he does play a slightly less dramatic yeah. way, you know, it's less eye catching. He probably does need. Another year of, a con, kind of consistent form to, to really show that.
0: Okay, doc. So we will head to Mullerwell now with uh, the finest young player in Scottish football, David Turnbull. It's a hard one. It's very hard because I don't
2: think you very often get a player as good as Turnbull. Yeah. So you really don't know how much someone's <laughs> going to offer for him. Because like, like if if, you could make the exact same argument I made for Kerr, which is that he's only just come in the team second half of the season, really. He's played a bit before that he's been brilliant, but well, teams of people have noticed, I mean, people have noticed, yeah. um, but it's, it's
0: just easier for David Dunwell because he's an attacking player. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah.
2: But are, are someone going to offer five million quid in which case you, yeah, take it? Or is it still going to be the kind of half a million that people chuck it yeah. every team? And, and that kind of makes all the difference. Um, I, I think Muller should should high on to him for a year. I don't see what harm it would do um, to keep him, build the team around him for next season with, with the kind of promise of, We'll sell you the next yeah. summer. He's a, he's a mother old fan. He's not, he's just signed a contract. He's obviously not desperate to leave like some of the others were,
1: so I would keep him. No, no, I was just going to say pretty much the, pretty much the same thing. I don't think there's any great, great rush to sell him just now, and it gives him
0: another year away from kind of a big club down south that really pressures him. maybe going to be a bit more. Uh, it will shock uh, absolutely no one that I would like to stick with David Tumble. Um, I say it. If someone comes in and has has, has highlighted or has picked out various parts of his game, uh, leave him as like a... a, The way in which Brentford worked is that they pick up guys who have, looking through all the statistics things, is picking out guys that have massive outliers in very particular areas, um, which is why they go and bid huge money for guys that you've never really heard of, really. And I do wonder whether Turnbull might fall into one of those weird categories because everything he does is so comfortable for him, and as we said before, I was really pleased to find out that someone has actually done a, a, a David Turnbull passing remix video on YouTube. <laughs> um, so yeah, he's he's just wonderful. I would give him a twenty-five year contract and just never let him leave. Uh, okay, doke So off to Livingston, where I mean, I'll, I'll be, I'll be really. Honestly, I'll try to find out a Livingston player that was still under contract for <laughs> next year was slightly challenging. So Liam Kelly, the goalkeeper. Yeah. Oh, okay. it sounds like yeah, I thought you no, were
1: winding no, yourself up. I was thinking. I was
2: thinking. To be honest, I couldn't. I still <laughs> not made my mind up right, on okay, go.
1: Yeah, I, I find this quite difficult as well. I, I've said twist because I think with goalkeepers, I, there's. I, I don't think he was. Sorry, I, I think he's about no, fourteen clean sheets, but I don't think he's so good that you'd be impossible to uh, replace. Uh, well, I think he's got a £15,000 release clause which isn't a lot but it's something and there, there, there's goalkeepers out there there's, there's Ross Stewart behind him who may or may not be good enough it's hard to tell but they, um, Danny Rogers has been about and he's been injured for a while there, there's other goalkeepers out there that if it's not going to be a, a big issue for them I, I guess for him it depends who he goes to if he goes to Rangers he's never you know, he's never yeah. going to play you want him to go somewhere where he's actually going to be playing on a consistent basis. Otherwise, what's the point?
0: Yeah, I, I, I've got um, twist for him as well just because I'm really... I, I want to see what Livingston do. Mm. I'm so curious as to how this is played because they've been picking up players throughout the season and then having them out on loan They uh, like Hank Van Shake or Dumbarton, to, to things like that and guys coming back. So it's obviously a case of like we're picking you guys up now because we anticipate in the next year you'll be ready for us next year. You're not ready for us now but we're going to need bodies because we know all these guys are running out of contract and it all feels like it's part of a wider plan um, whether that works or not most people will find out very quickly next season I would imagine um, but as you say Ross Stewart being there as well and Rodgers, these are guys who you kind of get the feeling might just have enough to step up, uh, like I said Stewart had a bit of a difficult time at the weekend at the points but I think there's something in there for him. I think just goalkeeper is such an important position that
2: I would keep him given all the other players leaving. Mm-hmm.
0: Fair enough. Um, we will head to Hamilton And again Before we start this <laughs> To be very clear We know Matthew Kilgallen's Not <laughs> under contract For the next year But also trying to find A Hamilton Ackies player That was under contract For next year That wasn't Darian McKinnon Which is a bit of a futile argument nobody's <laughs> going to pay money For Darian McKinnon So Nobody's going to
2: pay money For anyone
0: here I stick know Matthew us. Sticker twist <laughs>
2: How do you answer that? Question? I'll answer it. Right. So I would. I've
0: got stick. Okay, on the basis that the like, Hamilton don't have a a consistent defender. Um, they've got guys in there who can have very good games. Adam McGowan at times has had good games. Ziggy Gordon had at times has had good games. Both of them have also had games which are absolute shockers where they don't look they really know how to play football. Um, Aki's going into next season with Brian Rice they need some sort of consistency in there. Um, They'll have Oakley still up front. They'll have Darryl McKinnon in midfield. They'll, beyond that, they'll have Ryan Fulton, it looks like. Gary Woods is not going to be off the contract, it doesn't look like. So, it's now a case of, like, you need to have some sort of, like you are saying about McKenna, Mm. you have to have some sort of consistency in bodies there. And if you're going to start building a back line, uh, Kilgallen, to me, seems like a reasonable place to start for that. Having a centre-half. You can play Gordon next to him or fullback, one way or the other. That gives you at least two bodies that have at least played for Hamilton before. The rest of them there, it's Hacky, so you've no idea how, how many they're going to be there mm-hmm. next season. But he, he's certainly the one that I would hold on to in order to keep some sort of consistency and some sort of idea in the Hacky's defence of what to do. What Graham said. Yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> absolutely, that. fine. Yeah. absolutely fine. Absolutely <laughs> uh, fine. And that leaves us with St Mirren and Dundee. So Dundee are last because so, they're relegated. Um, and we've got St Mirren with Vaklav uh, Ladki.
2: Yeah, I guess the same thing. You need a good keeper. Um, and St Mirren have not been used to good keepers. No. with uh, Craig Sampson and Jamie Langfield been hanging about over the last few years. He's a very good keeper. And again, like, like it was being said before, he's probably not attracted that much attention yet. Emily was highlighted on a hit TV show, which will have <laughs> um, helped boost his value. But he um, he's good, his reflexes are really good. He, he kind of, and not just because he's from the same country, I think he uh, kind of has that cherny thing to him where he, he, he just pulls things out all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, get, keep him there next
0: season. See if he, he fancies a championship for a year and then um, <laughs> go off somewhere else. He has had uh, more super saves, um, which is, I um, mean, It saves were the shot at the high percentage. Is, that, is that an actual stat? Is an actual stat, yeah. i don't really heard that. Actual stat. Yeah, so. like Reddit, I've never heard this that. I might be really popular with the kids, <laughs> but um, I've it's, it's a shot which is a high say, percentage. I saying that's the guys in the proper <laughs> in <his> super <laughs> save It's a shot which is a high percentage <laughs> chance of going in. Um which he's at forty two of, which is more than anyone other yeah. than Zander Clark. Yeah. It's more than anyone other than bearing in mind that he only arrived halfway through the season as well. That's a huge number of saves. It yeah. doesn't say a lot for St Mirren's defence. No. It does not say an awful lot for St Mirren's defence, no. But I know I'm I'm with you on that, I'd stick with him. Um he is the best St Mirren goalkeeper I've ever seen. It's not not the not the ringing endorsement, it may be, <laughs> it may sound like, um but he is the but he's my Mark Howard. <laughs> I've forgotten having that red top as well. Yeah. It sticks in my memory, and uh, yeah, for Smirn, if they survive, um, which again entirely possible because there's a good chance they'll play Dundee United in the playoffs. Um, if they survive, I would. You've got to keep him. He's been a huge part of the turnaround following this season. Yeah, I'm going to flip reverse on my goalkeepers from what I
1: said about two minutes ago. Um, no, I, th- I think you should keep him on the basis that the defence is so bad. I think. Either at the bottom end of the Premiership or at the top end of the Championship, having somebody who can make a difference, kind of for maybe five or six points even over the course of the season, makes a difference. And if if you don't have a decent defence in front of you, then you really need somebody good in between the sticks.
0: Yep. Which leaves us with uh, Dundee uh, again trying to find a Dundee player that was actually a Dundee player um, for mm. the next season was challenged and somebody that was still under contract. So we've gone with Andy Nelson. Yeah, the Admiral. <sighs> I think so, so I think they should stick with him I think
1: he's had injury issues this season He's not scored for a wee while But he has looked promising at times And other times he's kind of made the wrong choice And he should have scored But I think if you look at it in terms of the Championship Look at Billy Mackay So he, the previous two seasons before this one Had scored three league goals at Ross County in the Premiership He scored four at Inverness during a half season there. He scored seventeen in the championship this season. I think and missed like two months yeah, this season yeah. as well. I, I think Nelson is good enough to make that step up step down yeah. in a weird sense. But I, I think he's capable of scoring on a regular basis in well, the championship. You
2: saw it in the second half of last yeah. season at Falkirk. He's been there, he's done yeah. it, he's scored
0: goals in that league, he he's played is, in that league. He has scored more goals for Dundee and uh Falkirk than Craig Curran has for Dundee and Dundee United, bearing in mind that he was only at both those clubs for about twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah. I, I think, I, I think, you need, I think you need a good striker in the Championship. I think that's what
1: this season's well, told they, us. They, is played else. The, player in the year nominations for four strikers. Yeah, think, yeah, yeah,
0: like, it, 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 you need a good striker. And you're, Dundee, are not going to find one elsewhere to do. No, and he's he's already there. He seems to be quite like any, it, Dundee. He seems to be one of the the one of the few players at Dundee that the fans actually like. Mm. Um so he's already got a bit of credit in the bank despite only being one there. of only one and a half, two people. Yeah. I'll chuck Nathan Ralph. Right, right, he's yeah, yeah. he's yeah. in he's in there for another one that's got the slightest bit of credit. But yeah, very much stick on Andy Nelson if they're gonna have any chance of bouncing back uh like cockpiss partridge, he's got to be there to try and score some mm. goals for them. And Dundee haven't a centre forward since Kane Hemings and Greg Stewart so yeah probably for the best. Okay. Magic. Well that was sticker twist. Um, you can let us know on social media whether you think we're right or wrong we probably will listen <laughs> um, but yeah that's that's us thanks for tuning in to this week's show once again uh, apologies for the lack of the Monday show but hopefully a double show on Thursday will make up for it with a whole pile of hashtag content to take you in another weekend of football as always the TV show inspired by this podcast will be on Friday night at the new time of 10.30 on BBC Scotland be sure to tune in early uh, to make sure you don't miss whatever hip hop t-shirt or fearless leader is wearing this week we're off to record the Textra, which you can subscribe to for as little as $2 a month in the Josh, M- Josh McGinnis crew tier, which gets you an extra show every Monday and Thursday, but I would also recommend the $5 tier, where you can listen to Ewan Taylor ranking the Rangers' Unpleasantness era signings, which are very, very good. Yeah. And there's, there's so many where you're like, I don't remember them yeah. at all, it's weird. Uh, including a touching tribute from Duncan McKay to Arnold <laughs> <laughs> Um Anyway, thank you very much, Craig thank you thank you very much Andy thank you thank you very much sports social podcast network it's time for today's lucky land horoscope with Victoria Cash life's gotten
2: mundane so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to lucky land you know what they say